Welcome back, Broncos Boardroom Blitz listeners. I appreciate all of you out there who've stuck with me for the first five episodes. Ted Santiago, the Director of Marketing for the Broncos, is in the boardroom today, and he will bring a candid perspective of what it's like to work in marketing for a sports team. Having worked with multiple organizations, Ted also brings a fresh perspective on how you should go about assessing career opportunities in the sports industry. Without further ado, it is time for Episode 6 of the Broncos Boardroom Blitz Podcast. Today I'm here with Ted Santiago, Director of Marketing for the Denver Broncos. Ted, thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me. One of the reasons why I'm excited to have you on the podcast is because you bring a unique perspective, having worked in multiple roles across different professional sports teams and leagues. With that said, let's dive right in and I'd love to hear about what initially sparked your interest in sports marketing and it would also be great if you could provide an overview on some of the roles you held before you began your tenure with the Broncos. Yeah, I guess I literally fell into sports marketing. I mean, these days, kids are targeting to work in the sports business from as early as high school, early in their college years. Uh, myself, when I was a junior at UCLA, back before the internet existed, I mean, you'd actually go into a, a career center and uh, look at job postings, internship postings, and uh, I happened to come across a job posting for a media relations internship with the Los Angeles Kings. Full disclosure, at that time, I didn't know anything about hockey, but I was like, that seems cool. Big sports guy. So uh, I made a phone call. Again, no such thing as uh, internet or email back then. So I made a phone call to their director of media relations, who happened to be a UCLA graduate, communication studies as well, and asked him if I could come in for a few minutes just for an informational interview. And that turned into game night assistant internship position with the Kings when they were in the Stanley Cup finals. And from there, I guess I did a decent job of photocopying and running stats because I was able to come back the following season to be a game night media relations intern for the entire season. So I did that. And from there, you'll notice a common theme. I landed a internship with the California Angels, also in media relations. And I say California Angels, I'm dating myself, but it was before they were the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim and all the name changes. But I ended up finishing the season there, and then I was actually offered a full-time role with them as a media relations coordinator. And that job ended before it started because the baseball strike of 94 began. And uh, so I was left to figure out what am I going to do now. So I went on to graduate, and while I was waiting for the strike to end, I moved back to Northern California. Didn't know what I was going to do. Call up the Sacramento Kings. Same thing. Uh, met uh, with Travis Stanley, their director of media relations at the time, and asked him for an informational interview. And walked out pretty much the same day with the uh, offer of a graduate internship position. The glamour that came with that, about 50 to 60 hours a week at $0 per hour. So that's just a lesson for aspiring sports professionals. When you start at the bottom, you start at the bottom. But I did that for a while, and then a position opened up with, uh, or the baseball strike ended, and before 
talking to the Angels, I had made some contacts with Oakland A's, one of my childhood teams, and I ended up landing a position with them as their media relations manager. And that's essentially how I got my career started in sports, by luck and then by hard work and connections. And those are common themes. A lot of people ask, how did you get your job? And I'm like, a lot of it is luck. Luck that I found out that was even a position. Uh, Luck that somebody was willing to look at my resume and talk to me. And it's just a lot of luck being at the right place at the right time. Absolutely. I think it's a lot of luck. And to your point, I think you've demonstrated multiple times an ability to kind of keep connections and sort of maintain those even if you weren't with the firm so that as soon as an opportunity opened up, you'd be one of the first people in mind. Now, kind of going from your time at the A's, how did you sort of evolve in your career and move from this media relations role to marketing? And what led you to the Broncos? Okay, I was at the A's and we had an ownership change and it's just a lesson in sports. A lot of people think that breaking into the business is the hardest thing to do. And I like to say breaking in is a lot easier than staying in. Once you're in the business, there's tons of people that want your job. And there's also a lot of factors that are out of your control. So when I was at the A's, there was an ownership change. The team sold and new owners came on board. And when that happens, a lot of times a new ownership want their own people. They want to surround themselves with their confidants and people that they're familiar with. So my position was eliminated. And I was left to figure out, what do I do next? And again, it's not like the next day you're out of sports and you pick up the phone and start something new. These jobs, they don't become available. It's a supply and demand thing. And there's just not a lot of jobs in this business. So I have a twin brother who happened to be working in the advertising world, work in San Francisco at advertising agency and i said to myself if rob likes advertising we're twins we like the same things i'll probably like advertising so ended up taking a position at a global ad agency in san francisco in media and did that for a while media buying media planning and then i switched over to the account side of the business and i guess that's where i cut my teeth on the true marketing side of things so I was at one agency, then I got a phone call about a job with another agency in town who had a sports marketing division managing the marketing and advertising business for the Oakland A's. So, <laughs> I mean, you got to leave with good reputations to get those opportunities. So uh, I ended up going over to his foot corner belling FCB, uh, FCB Sports Marketing, a division solely focused on sports and managed the Oakland A's account for a while. And that was good. And quickly learned that in the agency business, if you want advancement, if you want career growth and money, you often have to jump to different agencies. And this was in the heyday back during the dot-com boom. So had other opportunities. So I left the sports side of the business and went and worked on some global brands, Chevron, Saturn, a number of different accounts. And again, that's where I learned the true marketing business. And I was doing that for a while. Then I got an opportunity. I had a phone call from a recruiter about a job in uh, Arizona. I had a small agency that uh, at the time happened to have the accounts for most of the professional and college sports organizations in the Phoenix area. So the Arizona Diamondbacks, Phoenix Suns, ASU. So I interviewed with them and packed my things up and moved out to the desert. Did that for a little bit. It was a small local agency. The clients and the business was very appealing to me. But after having spent time at three global agencies in San Francisco, the small agency thing wasn't the thing for me. And as luck would have it, a position with the uh, then Phoenix Coyotes, now Arizona Coyotes of the National Hockey League, opened up, interviewed for a director marketing position with them and transitioned back over the team side. And I ended up spending almost nine seasons there, getting elevated up to the position of vice president of marketing. 
and was there for a while. Same thing, ownership changes there, a lot of turmoil. So I was, it was it for me. I was done with that. And then I got a call from a recruiter about a position with a sports team in Denver. I happened to be the Denver Broncos. And here I am today. I've been here for about two and a half years. Love every minute of it. And like I said, I've worked for or with teams and across all four majors and can't say enough about the Denver Broncos organization, the way that we do things here. They give you every opportunity to succeed, provide you with all the resources that you need to be successful and love it here in Denver. Absolutely. And as hopefully the audience can see, definitely a really interesting sort of array of experiences. And I think part of your journey has been figuring out the right times to make pivots and sort of move on to the next opportunity and find sort of the role that was going to advance your career that you'd find fulfillment in. And that's led you to where you're at today. Yeah, well said. I mean, for people looking to break into the business, you can't really architect your career path. Just opportunities present themselves just as roadblocks present themselves. And you got to just find a way to maneuver around them. And uh, again, luck plays a lot into this, but I want to just touch on networking. Any opportunity you have, make connections and not fake connections. It, you got to truly get to know people that you have the opportunity to cross paths with and stay in touch with them. You never know who could help you down the road. And I've learned that a lot in my career. Absolutely. Uh, really well said. Now, in your best experience, can you speak to some of the evolution you've seen? Obviously, we alluded to some of the technological advancements, you know, with the internet and, and different ways of communication, but maybe in the approach to marketing or even in just comparing uh, the Broncos versus some other teams, can you just speak to how that has changed and why sort of this is a situation that you feel really comfortable in? Yeah, well, first and foremost, the type of marketing that you do all depends on the organization that you're with. I would say 80% of sports teams, if you work in the marketing department, your sole focus is ticket sales. You're marketing tickets. You're touching on the brand, but at the end of the day, it's more retail marketing than brand marketing because you have seats to fill. Going back to my days with the Coyotes, that is all that we focus on, ways to get butts in seats, sell tickets, whether that be through student rush program where you're relying on discount tickets or coming up with the next great bobblehead to push to entice people to come out. And a lot of times, I mean, it's tough. You always say that you want to start the season uh, putting together your marketing plans, assuming that you're going to lose every game because you can't control wins and losses. As much as we like to say that, the reality is wins and losses have a huge impact on on your marketing efforts and attendance. And again, we go in thinking that we're gonna to put together a foolproof plan that no matter how the team plays, we're gonna achieve our goals. It's tough to do. Uh, we do go in with that approach, but we often have to pivot and make adjustments to our plans based on the way the team is playing. So majority of my career has been spent on executing more of a retail type marketing plan. And that's where all our efforts go. And that's everything from creating your yearly advertising campaign with everything from the traditional TV and radio spots. Now with the evolution to digital and social, you have to have plans specific to those platforms. But since coming here to the Broncos, as luck would have it, I started five days before we earned a berth to a Super Bowl 50. We've been sold out since 1970. We don't have tickets to sell. So for me, this is the best situation. We don't face the pressure of having to sell tickets. Ours are sold out. 
but that doesn't mean we don't face any pressures. So here at the Broncos, my main role is shepherding the brand, but at the same time, creating engagement opportunities for our fans. When you look at the Denver Broncos, it's safe to say that 99% of our fans in the Colorado area will never experience a uh, regular season game here at Bronco Stadium at Mile High. We just don't have ticket availability. People have had tickets forever, so most fans can't get into the building. So I'm tasked with creating events and activations and just flat-out opportunities for people to associate with our brand, whether that be a trick-or-treat night at the stadium around Halloween, where we decorate the entire stadium and people come trick-or-treat and get candy on the field, in the home locker room, everywhere. We have players signing autographs at all these events, cheerleaders here, our mascot, Miles. That way, people feel a part of everything that we're doing here at the Broncos. I like to say that we want to get to the point where fans feel a part of our wins and our losses. When we win, we want them to feel like they had a say in it. They impacted the outcome. And when we lose, we want them to feel that. We want them to get mad. We want them to get upset. But if we do our job correctly, they're never going to leave us. They may be mad. They may feel pain. But at the end of the day, they're going to feel like, we got this. We'll come back from it. I'm going to support the Broncos no matter what. They're my team. And we've done that. Hands down, the strongest brand in this state and i would say that any product or service when you talk about colorado we're the heartbeat of colorado we say the broncos dictate the mood on mondays after a game on sunday you know if the broncos have won or if they've lost because it impacts the mood of the city so it's really special to be a part of but those are the two different types of marketing it's most teams are focused on selling tickets from a retail perspective and there's a handful of teams that are like the broncos where you're more focused on fan engagement and shepherding the brand And that's a really good point because I think people assume that the same title role involves the same responsibility across teams. And you clearly just illustrated an example how that's not the case. And so any aspiring sports business professional who's interested in marketing specifically should consider that the priorities are going to be totally different depending on what team or what situation or what city you're in. Yeah. And I would say know what you're getting into. But again, with a limited amount of these jobs, working for any professional team across the four majors, you jump at it. The only time you want to hesitate or consider differently is when you have multiple options. And I'll go ahead and say that's a rare case where you have multiple teams vying for your services. So a lot of times you don't get to pick. So wherever you end up, if you're lucky enough to land a full-time position, take advantage of the opportunity. No matter what type of marketing it is, become an expert and take that with you when you advance in your career should you move on to another team. Absolutely. Now, can you speak to some of the interdepartmental projects you work on? I feel like marketing is one of those groups which touches on, which helps sponsorships, it assists the digital team, it's helping us on the analytics side. I'm just curious if you could kind of speak to some of the interdepartmental uh, responsibilities for someone in marketing. Yeah, marketing is a service department, I like to say. We don't generate revenue, we spend the money. So our job as a marketing department is to support the revenue generators across the organization. I would say we work most closely with sponsorship. Our sponsorship sales and activations team, they hustle every day to secure revenue by selling an association with our team. Again, we oversee the brand part on the marketing side and it's up to us to help create this brand that companies want to associate with. So as sponsorship does their job in uh, selling and activating, we're here, we're here to execute whatever they're selling. So everything we do here usually has a sponsorship tied to it. So it's our job to work hand in hand with them to ensure that sponsors are happy with the partnership that they spend a lot of money on. 
Now let's uh, shift gears a little bit and focus on some of the people who are trying to get into the industry. And, you know, you're in a hiring position where, you know, you're looking to fill different roles. I know in the past we've talked about graphic design, among others. I'm curious if you could speak to both the soft and the technical skills needed to succeed in some of the roles that you're looking for for members of your team. What's first and foremost before you land a job here at the Broncos, or if I'm looking to hire a job, I'm looking for experience. Sports is such a specialized business. I'm not going to say if you haven't worked for a sports team that you can't do the job, but it's a heck of a lot easier if you bring some experience with you. And it's the basics of just understanding to the point of interdepartmental projects. The basic stuff to be successful is understanding what each department in the sports organization does and how they work together. There's not a lot of training that happens in sports. It's so fast-paced that I like to hire people that I know could just step in and get the job done. So it's tough because I don't want to say if you don't have any experience, you'll never get a job here because that's certainly not the case. But to be successful, to set yourself up, come with experience. And when I look through resumes, I'm looking for somebody, if it's an entry-level position, I'm looking for that go-getter who's been looking to break into this business since high school, since their freshman year of college, and has those internships under their belt. Another thing is people that have done that have built connections, and you tend to hire the familiar. This business is so tight-knit that if you've worked for a team, odds are that I know somebody who's worked with you and can speak to your reputation. So that goes a long way. The prior experience, whether it be in an internship form or entry-level form, that's what I look for when we're looking to hire a position. It's interesting, though, because there are, to your point, other ways to demonstrate experience without physically working for a sports team. I think you personally had one example working for an ad agency. And so how do you evaluate experiences that might not necessarily be in sports, but demonstrate that someone's actually building the skills they need to be successful in a marketing role? Going back to that, like I said, I prefer to hire people that have worked in sports, but we'll definitely interview people that haven't worked in sports. So it's up to the candidates to sell sell themselves, sell me on how their experience translates. And uh, we've hired a few graphic designer positions in my short tenure here. And I would say that the candidates we ultimately hired didn't have the sports experience, but they were able to sell themselves as to how their experience translates. So I put the onus on the candidate to convince me as to how that experience will make them successful here if they don't have any experience in sports. Makes sense. Now, would you say specifically with marketing that there's probably more of an emphasis on the sort of the experience and sort of the soft skills as opposed to actual like technical skills that you might need more so in an analytics role or obviously with graphic design, there's some, depending on the role, I'm assuming the technical skill desire varies. Yeah. Marketing is marketing. We just happen to market a product that's cover every every single thing we, this organization does is covered in the news it's you can't get away from the broncos here but at the end of the day our job is still to market the broncos and it's b2c marketing again it just happens to be that it's in your face it's i can't say it's the same thing as marketing cars or marketing a different retail product but at the end of the day marketing is marketing so if you have those just marketing knowledge and your typical marketing skills, that's going to translate in one way or another. So that's where I say it comes back to the luck factor and getting a job. So we post a job and are you lucky enough that uh, the competition is such where we don't have any candidates with that sports experience that I'm looking for? Or you have enough traditional marketing experience that it overshadows the fact that you haven't worked in sports and it piques our interest and 
we hire you. But let's go back to we talk about specific skills that we look for here at the Broncos. I think we're successful because we have a culture that breeds success. So just as important as your quote unquote skills is your personality, your work ethic. Does that fit into what we're trying to do? So I would say it's it's at least 50-50. Sometimes we'll lean more towards is this person a cultural fit? Do they fit our current staff? Will they be able to work hand in hand uh, and get together with a common goal for success that we have here? So there's so much that goes into it. But aside from skills, you must have the personality, the work ethic that fits in with what we do here. Right. Absolutely. And I think another point you brought up earlier was you must have an understanding of what the role you're getting into is and how that uh, works with other roles within the organization. Yep. I think that's important. It's huge. Now, for someone who's not necessarily sure, they know they like the industry of sports. They don't necessarily know which way you want to get into. You know, you had a good situation where you got to work in media relations and enjoyed that, worked your way up. You know, similar with marketing, you had the agency experience, which allowed you to sort of gain the marketing experience Mm -hmm. you needed to come to sports. For someone who's still in that initial process of trying to assess, I like sports, but I don't know where I'm going to fit in best. How would you recommend them going about that thought process and figuring that out? It's internships and finding that experience. Nobody really knows what they want to do. Everybody thinks they know what they want to do, but they don't know till they actually do it. You could have an intern that lands a killer marketing internship for the summer and they leave here. Yeah, sports isn't for me. And that's the purpose of an internship. It's a two-way street because I could guarantee you we're going to get what we need out of all of our interns. And we also want them to get what they need out of us. And sometimes what they may need is for them to come to the realization that sports isn't for them. So you don't truly know until you actually do it. But I would advise people if they have a goal of a specific department that they want to work in, a career path that they want to take, that that's their goal. If somebody wants to work in marketing, I don't think they should take a position in ticket sales assuming that they're going to end up in marketing. It just doesn't work that way. A lot of my friends work in sales across different sports teams and different leagues and I don't think they like it when I say when I talk to prospective students and such. I I tell them if you don't want to work in sales, don't take a position in sales thinking you're getting your foot in the door cuz let's focus on the sales position. If you take a job in sales and you can't sell, you're out of a job. If you take a position in sales and you could sell, you're making the organization and you're making your bosses money and commissions based on how good you're doing. So what does that mean? They're not going to let you move to another department. They got you. You're a cash cow for them. And I hope that doesn't sound bad. But if you're successful in sales, it's hard to move to another department just because your sales team isn't going to let you make that transfer. And the thing is, understanding how sales works is integral to being successful in marketing, but just the way the business works. If you're a good salesperson, that's your career path. And let me tell you, that's a lucrative career path. If you get into sales and you're good at it, you're going to like it and you're going to stay in it typically. If you're good at sales, you're not going to look to jump to another department because you're successful and everybody wants to be successful in what they do. By now, the audience has heard a few times because I think that's been reiterated time and time again across these podcasts, but there's a misconception that, oh, sports is about getting your foot in the door wherever and then figuring it out. But to your point, specialization and having a very focused interest when you get in the door of something that you think you're passionate about and are going to be successful in is critical in this sort of day and age when trying to get into sports. So I think that's something that everyone who's been on this podcast has sort of reiterated. So I appreciate you saying that. 
Now, one of my favorite pieces of advice that you've given me, and this is kind of moving a little forward, you've you've identified the role you want, you know, you go through the interview process, you hustle, you network, you demonstrate the traits you need to get the role, and then you're in the role. And you had the quote, define your role, don't let your role define you. And I'm curious if you could expand on that for the audience to kind of talk about what you mean when you say that. A lot of people that get into the business, they, they catch their break and they're in, and that becomes their identity. They let their job in sports define who they are. For example, I don't want to be known as Ted at the Broncos, Broncos Ted. I want to be known as a great marketer who happens to work at the Broncos. So I always tell people, take advantage of the opportunity and don't let your job define who you are. Rather, define your job and make it better. Because again, you cannot become complacent in this business. And there's people that work hard through their internships, through school, through their internships, and finally get their break. And they think that's it. I've made it. I'm Broncos Ted. It doesn't work that way. If you get complacent, there's somebody that's going to take your job. That's just the reality of this business. So do not let your job define you. Spin that the other way and define your job. Do big things. Take advantage of the opportunity. Because again, I said... A lot of people have the misconception that breaking into sports is the hardest thing to do. Staying in sports is even harder. So never be complacent. Define your job. Don't let it define you. Love that. Last couple questions here with Ted Santiago, Director of Marketing for the Broncos. Not Broncos, Ted, but (laughs) marketer that happens to be here. What are some of the goals for the marketing group as a whole? And what would you like to see to consider it a successful time for the marketing group? For here, we've put a lot of emphasis into analytics. So starting this season, we need to become more of a data-driven organization, make sure that we utilize data and analytics in all of our thought processes. I always say, as a marketer, when you put together a marketing plan, you're not going to do everything right all the time. You're not going to have success. And a lot of that is out of your control. So when you're spending money, spending time, spending effort, spending resources on your marketing, if somebody asks you, why did you do that? You better have a reason. If you weren't successful with something and you have the rationale to back up why you made your choices and decisions, then you should be all right. Uh, And that's where data comes into play. So again, as we discussed, we don't have tickets to sell. Our priorities right now are to create engagement opportunities for fans that also could have a sponsor attached to generate revenue from that side. And for us, we're going to take a deep dive into our database and look at from an analytical perspective, are we doing the right thing? So I won't say we're hitting the reset button on everything, but we're going to take a deep look at everything we're doing from a data perspective. We have our kids club. We have our women's fan club. We do out-of-market initiatives. Is that what we should be doing? We feel pretty confident that it is, but now we're going to take that deep dive into data to justify everything we're doing. So not hitting the reset button, but let's check and see if everything is lining up as it should and that we're doing the right thing. And if we determine we are, we're going to keep moving along as we have been and uh, try and make sure that we do everything to the best of our abilities. But if not, we'll pivot and adjust as necessary based on hard data on what story that tells us and what direction it points us in. Well, as uh, someone who is in the data analytics space, I appreciate you and the Broncos for putting an emphasis on it so I could uh, have a role this summer. (laughs) Now, trying to end most of these podcasts with a similar question and a similar theme, what aspects of your current role, and you've alluded to a bunch of these, but what aspects of your current role 
do you find most fulfilling and what's kept you here in this industry? What's going to keep you here for the next 10, 20 years? Like what is the crux of really what gives you satisfaction here with the Broncos or just here in sports business? And the sports business, it's, it's, that that's a tough question, but it's an easy one to answer. For me, it's like I wake up every morning getting ready to come to the stadium. I love what I do, and it's somewhat cliche. If you love what you do, you never work a day in your life, and that's true. But for me, it's being part of our organization. We're not the players. We're not out there getting it done on the field. But being part of the organization, we feel like we do have an impact on everything that happens on the field. And it's a pretty cool feeling to know that uh, while you may not be a player, you're still, quote unquote, playing for a ring. We reap the benefits and when an organization has success. I mean, I started literally five days before we clinched a Super Bowl berth and was rewarded at the end of the season uh, during the summer with a Super Bowl ring. So it's not many people could say that aren't athletes and aren't playing on the field that they have a chance to win a Super Bowl ring every year. So just from a top-line perspective, that's that's something that feels pretty good and it's pretty amazing and it's a unique opportunity working in sports. But as far as the marketing job goes to me, here at the Broncos, it is an awesome feeling when we put on an event and we could have no players involved, just a couple cheerleaders and a mascot, and seeing the smile on the kids' faces when they meet our mascot, people geeking out over getting to take photos with our cheerleaders. Uh, we bring our Super Bowl trophies pretty much to every event we do. We take that for granted, and you just don't realize that it's something that most people don't have access to. And when people get to pose with our Super Bowl trophies and just geek out over it. I mean, that puts a smile on your face and it just makes you feel good that you're a part of that. Something as simple as that, you take it for granted. We're around it every day and you got to take a step back. The general public and most sports fans, they're not around this. And just to be a part of creating those engagement opportunities and seeing the joy on something as simple as that interaction with our brand outside of a game, it's a pretty cool feeling. And Again, we're not curing cancer, we're not saving the world, but these little moments that we have have a huge impact on people's lives as sports fans, especially here with the Denver Broncos. The passion of our fan base is unparalleled, so it's just to be a small part of that keeps you coming back, and I feel blessed and lucky to do what I do. Perfect. I think that's a great way to end it. Ted, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your insights. Cool. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you could feel how passionate Ted is about his marketing role. On deck, we have a really interesting podcast with Shauna Peters, the director of the Broncos Cheerleaders. Shauna will discuss her experience as a member of the Broncos' first cheerleading team in 1993 and provide a very detailed perspective into how the cheerleaders fit into the Broncos' marketing strategy. And we have 26 women on our team that know the organization, understand our brand. We're very confident that they can speak to the brand and interact with the community in all kinds of capacities. And so our organization really uses the cheerleaders to reach out and have touch points with our fan base and at community events in a way that you really wouldn't be able to do if you only had the players to rely on. Until next time, keep hustling.